Welcome to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast where seeing things differently inspires limitless possibilities. The Limitless podcast was created in order to inform, educate, entertain, and share stories from within the blind and partially sighted community that show that the opportunities for those who are blind or partially sighted are truly limitless. And now, it is my pleasure to introduce you to your host, the founder of Blind Beginnings, Sean Marcelet. Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. I'm your host, Sean Marcelet. We had such a great time last week talking about friendship that, and in fact, there were many things on my list that we didn't even get to. So I am so happy to have Clement and Ginny back with me today to carry on our conversation. Welcome back. On a Friday morning. Good morning. <laughs> well, it's Tuesday when this is oh. released. So who knows what day it is when people are listening. But yes, for us, it is a Friday morning. Yes, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for getting up early, you guys. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> so if you didn't listen last week, it was episode 175. You, I know, crazy. Uh, so check that out. You might want to listen to that one first. Although I think both of these episodes were will kind of stand alone, but we are kind of carrying on from our conversation last week. And we were talking about friendship when one person is blind and the other is not, and kind of the dynamics that go along with that and some of the factors that we have to consider as the person who's blind in that relationship and yeah, how we navigate around that. So I had a few more questions I wanted to ask you and hear your perspective. So, so my first question, and we maybe touched on this a little bit last week about how sometimes people might just be being nice when they offer us assistance Mm -hmm. um, or could it also be that they would like to become friends? And I was wondering if there are ways that you can tell, is this person just a helpful type person or are they interested in friendship? Is that something that you've experienced or, and, or yeah. How do you, how do you know? I think, Sometimes you can't know. Um, Like for me, interestingly enough, a lot of my, well, um, like particularly like school friendships, not all of them, um, have come from that. Like have come from someone asking, oh, do you need something? Or, oh, like, you know, do you want me to walk you out? Um, Like yesterday, um, in one of my classes, like, someone came over and offered me, like, a ride, and that's, you know, and we stood outside while I was waiting for my, um, you know, ride on that particular day yesterday, um, and we just chatted, and they were like, oh, yeah, like, anytime, like, reach out, so I think, like, for me, sometimes it can be, like, that's where those friendships start, which kind of sucks, because, um, I don't think it's the same for sighted people. I think they don't start their friendships with like that. But I think it also can be the same for them because I have seen it as well. Sometimes, you know, like you know, a sighted person, you know, might take transit and they need a ride or maybe like they need class notes or something. So I think it can stem from that and it also can't for them. Um, I think in terms of how do you know, like... It also depends. Like, I feel like offering to do something or being helpful would only like go so far. Um, but I think sometimes then it kind of just extends like, 
if they ask, oh, do you want to go for coffee after? Or like if you ask, right? Like, I feel like it has to kind of like be someone like kind of extending it forward a bit more. Um, that's usually how I know. But other than that, like like I said, you 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 don't. <laughs> so yesterday, do you like in that exact scenario, they offered you a ride. It sounds like you didn't need one. You had a ride, but then they stayed and chatted while you were waiting for the ride. I would interpret that, that they are interested in being your friend. But what was your kind of yeah, gut feeling? So, sorry, um, just because they offered me a ride on a different day. So part of our oh, uh, okay. class project is like we have to go install poetry, like public poetry. Um, and they, you know, like I didn't even say I needed a ride or anything. Um, class was over. People were heading out. They came up and they're like, oh, hey, I was wondering how, you know, you would go and install your public poetry. Like, let me know if you need a ride to go do that. I will drive you. That's uh, how that came about. And I was like, oh, like, are you sure? Like, it's right. not like, no, no, no. Like, I carpool for all my friends. So again, like, back to that thing of like, I do this for everybody, right? Like, mm-hmm. not just for you. Again, that was like reassuring. But I think, yeah, if they stayed and chatted, like, yeah, that was a pretty good like indicator of like, like, you know, okay, they kind of tolerate me <laughs> a little bit. But also, like, wouldn't they just wait to be nice? I I don't know. I, I can't really tell yet. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. This used to, this is something I still struggle with. Um, I don't know if people are being nice or being genuine. Um, I still ask myself that question more or less any time, like, a stranger offers to give me a ride. Or any, does, offers to do anything nice you know, and helpful really, um, because there, I think all of us have grown up with that kind of conditioning where it's automatically going to be a question. Are they just being nice to me or are they doing it, you know, out of a sense of obligation? Um, and I think I've just come to the conclusion that I just can't know. And mm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to be okay with that. Uh, it's not easy. I still kind of wish I could either turn that off or have some way to know. Because I don't, I don't think it's cut and dry. You know, I think it's sometimes, I think it's a lot of times, a lot of moving pieces and there's really no way to be certain which one it is, you know, unless you outright ask. And then of course, if you outright ask, you know, no one's going to admit to it, (laughs) right? Like no one's going to say, oh, you know, I just, except one time when I had a complete stranger offer to help me across the street because he said he was going to get good karma for it. And I was like, oh, that's good. Thank you for oh. telling me that. <laughs> well, you know? that reminds me because, okay, I was in a coffee shop on the weekend and I'd never been there before. So I walk in, I'm just kind of listening to try to hear where the counter is. I don't know the layout at all. And I I just sort of proceed carefully forward. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to figure it out. And this woman's like, oh, to your right, except it was actually, she said, oh, to your left, except she meant her left. So that was wrong. And then, oh, to your right, but it wasn't right. It was straight. Ahead. It was just so awkward. <laughs> then, so I finally get to the line and I'm waiting for my turn. And she comes up and says, are you, are you going to need any more help? I come here. All, I'm here all the time. And I'm like, that's a weird okay, way to so I, that guess you, I guess you don't work here. You're just a, you're just a customer. Uh, yeah. Customer. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, yeah. guest. No, it's not guest. Uh, so <laughs> I, I said, well, I am going to need it. I'm going to be looking for a table after, cause I had hours to kill while my kid was at an activity. So um, anyway, she stood with me silently, but I, 
she kind of disappeared and then, came, oh no, she disappeared. Then she came back and she said, oh, I'm saving a table for you. And I said, oh, thank you. And then she just stood silently beside me while I ordered and paid and waited for my tea and all the things. And then awkwardly kind of guided me back to my chair. And I thought like, but never introduced herself. Never. Anyway. So then she just left. She's like, okay, well have a nice day and left. And it was just the that's most awkward. bizarre. I would not, I'd be like, no, I don't need help. Please leave. I'm well, sorry. You know, that's, that's, I mean, we were just saying how complicated it is, but I think sometimes mm-hmm. it's not. And like, that's clearly one of the situations where she was just trying to be nice because you were a disabled person who she was. Ugh, right. Help, Which I don't, know? I don't actually want that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, you, I completely agree with you. Right. If you're going to strike up a conversation with me, if you think, oh, I went, I'm, I don't know, I'm just interested in getting to know that person a little bit or something. Like, even if we had chatted in the line or something, it feels yeah. natural. It feels yeah. a little more natural. Yeah. And then yeah. it seemed like she was actually on her way out. And so she was waiting to help me so that she could yeah, leave. So she could leave. Yeah. Yeah. Makes, yeah. Ah. And, and anyway. It's, and, and it's funny, Sean, you and I were talking on the air about, uh, before actually we came on the air, about how, you know, things in, Asia are different. And I was just, that, that kind of just reminded me, that's how a lot of, whenever, whenever, whenever I've been to Japan, uh, that's usually how people help is they help. It's very impersonal. Mm-hmm. Um, they're taught from a young age to help people with disabilities. So when they see you, they'll mm-hmm. offer help, but it's right. never personal. It's never organic. And it's always yeah. it's like yeah. business. Um, and they will kind of, they're on their way. And if they happen to see you and if you're going in the same direction, uh, no, they might. Okay, that would have been so awkward if she would have like. I don't know. I feel like Sean. Like to me, that like I feel like accepting help for me is easier when someone is more like you know, like you said, organic. Like I think in that situation, I might have, I might have struck up a conversation, or I might have said, "Oh no, no, it's okay. You can go. I will find a table." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, so let's talk about a situation where, like, I'm thinking of another example where. Um, When I go to my counseling retreats once a year, I'm with the team that I work with all the time. But when you're a counselor, you're, you're independent, like you're, you know, you're kind of in your own office with Mm. your own clients all day long. So you don't, you don't socialize very much. So once a year, our team goes to Whistler and we spend the day together and there'll be a break, there'll be a lunch break, there'll be a, you know, little like five to 10 minute break between each session where we're going to the washroom and people will guide me to the washroom um, or offer to, they'll say, I'm going to the washroom. Do you, do you want to come? Um, they'll offer to help me get my food when it's lunchtime, but no one's actually ever been like, do you want to sit and eat lunch with me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, no. you know, they're maybe running back to their hotel room or they already made plans to go for a walk with someone else in the group or, or their, their family is there. Cause we're, we bring our families and meet up with them at the end of the day. So maybe they're meeting mm-hmm. their families for like, I don't know the situation. Um, but I, I also don't initiate anything. Right. I don't say, Oh, can I join you for lunch or, or what are you doing for lunch? Like, I feel like that would, for me would be awkward. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's what I was wondering. What would you guys do in that situation? Would you, if it was somebody that you, cause there are some people in the group that I would like to be closer to more like friends. Um, but I feel that insecurity of like, yeah, but I am a little bit more work gets mm-hmm. in the way for me and it makes me yeah. not bring it to the next level. Sure. And it, it's, yeah. I think if I like, let's say if it was me and like, if I asked, it kind of sounds like, oh, can I, can you watch me? Can you, 
hang out. I don't know. Can, can you, you spend time with me? me while I eat? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Okay. But it like, wouldn't be. For, it wouldn't be if we were both like I it's we're making it weird, maybe. Yeah. Is that and, what you're gonna say, Clement? Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that that is what I was gonna say. And that I think is mostly in our own heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we we talked about this kind of like last time when you know I said one of my students kind of gently but not so gently pointed out that you know sometimes you have to take that risk. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not you know because sighted people do as well, right? You know, sure they do it with eye contact and with body language, but that's the equivalent to can I join you for lunch? You know, it's <laughs> there. There's an invitation there. We just don't realize that they're inviting each other because we don't see it. But it's a bit different, I find. I find, like, they're on, like, an equal footing. So, but with us, or with me, I guess I should say, like, I find, like, it looks like more I'm asking for. But, but is that is that what it actually looks like, or is that only in your head? That's my well, question. But I guess I'm thinking, okay, so they've helped me get my food, and then they're mm-hmm. like, oh, where would you like to sit? Or where would you like to go now? Or mm-hmm. are you going to, you know, there's not a oh, we're heading out over here if you want to join us. I don't know. Like, what if they don't like me? So it's not just about the blindness. Because being blind means I can't see the, you know, I can't, I can't see if I'm, if I'm their kind of person or, Mm -hmm. so maybe they just don't like me. Maybe not. (laughs) What if they're just doing the helping Maybe not, right? But they may also not be sure, genuinely not be sure what you want to do next. Yes, um, true. And so for for me, I I tend to it depends on how um resilient I'm feeling that day. You know, I'm right. sure both of you know like there's days when I am okay with doing the blindness mm. thing and then there's days when I just want to curl up and hide. <sighs> that is right? such a good point. Yeah. It it yes. really depends on the day. So on a day if yeah, I'm feeling if I'm feeling up for it, if I'm feeling energetic and productive, I'll say, "Hey, do you mind if I join you for lunch?" And if they say no, okay, you know, whatever. Right, right. But then if I'm waking up, if I'm already feeling depressed about being blind that day, chances are I'm not going to want to risk anymore because it's already been a bum day and I don't want to make it worse. Well, I'm also right? thinking about the consequence. So if I have to spend the rest of the day with these people and they reject me, yeah. that's going to feel yeah. really uncomfortable for the whole day, actually for the whole weekend, right? Because now I put yeah. myself out there and they said no and I feel embarrassed. Yeah. So maybe I'm protecting myself. That That's pro- that's possible as well. And for yeah. me, again, that, that for me personally, that would depend if I'm feeling in a mood where I can shrug things off and, you know, kind of let things sail by, mm-hmm. then it might not bother me as much. Yeah. Um, but if it's already awkward, you know, and I'm going to make it more awkward, then, you know, of course it's going to be worse. So for me, it really depends on the day, the, the approach. I also agree. I think, it, I think it really does. I think it also depends on like how you were saying, Sean, like how well you know the people, right? Like you guys only see each other like once a year, right? Whereas I feel like if, let's say, you were in a class or something, if you saw these people repeatedly, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. maybe once a week or twice a week, you'd kind of gauge. I feel like you'd have room to gauge your people maybe a little bit more because that takes us a bit longer. Um, you'd have time to kind of, like, figure that out, I find. Feels yeah, better. I mean, we have virtual um, team meetings twice a month. Not everybody comes to every meeting. but So I do get to you know i am sort of we know each other through that but we're just physically not together maybe Mm, very often um okay let's 
maybe move on to, um, do you feel like you have to prove your, how capable you are, your independence before you enter into a friendship or maybe even with new friends? Because yes. I definitely do. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, and I think, I think, well, what about you, Clement? Do you? Um, I do that. What I feel like I have to prove that even with friends I've known for years. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, okay. That feeling for me personally never really goes away. Interesting. Um, and I've, I've told my friends that and they've been like, well, you're being ridiculous. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is just, oh, because I, I feel. No, 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 no. As in, they'll, they'll tell me that not not to dismiss me, but just mm-hmm. to remind me that it's not the case. Right. But, you know, what I always tell them is, yeah, I mean, I, I rationally, I know I don't have to. Um, or I shouldn't have to. Right. But it's been such a part of my upbringing and, you know, just living. <clears throat> as a disabled person in a largely non-disabled society, um, I think that I've having to prove myself, no matter who I'm talking to has kind of become the norm. So now I just think about it constantly. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, but the short answer is yes, I do. Um, I do feel like I have to prove myself to make people get along with me or like me or whichever. I agree with that part about like friends you've still known for a while. Um, I find friends that I've known for a while that help a lot more. I do that a lot more with. Okay. So if they are kind of, they have a tendency to be overly helpful, you want to prove yourself even more. Yeah. Like I have a friend I've known her for, I want to say like over a year and that's just the type of person she is. She's overly helpful and she'll just say like, Oh, it's fine. I, you know, she's like reiterated that many times, but like, it's just like, we'll be getting ready to go and like, I'm grabbing my things and she'll already have my dog leashed up. And I'm like, part of me is like, Ooh, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like part of me. And I understand like I could say, please don't do that. But then it's also like, Ooh, if I say that it's mean cause she leashed up my dog or grabbed her harness. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it depends on the person, like the more helpful and it sounds weird, right? Because you know, you should think, Ooh, the more helpful they are. That's a, that's a nice friend. Like that's yeah. just someone who cares, but the more help you give me, the more I'm going to want to prove myself. Yeah. I get that. I, uh, I think I, with everybody I meet actually need to prove myself first, but I'm, I'm thinking of like, you know, I have a friend that we've been friends for almost 20 years and I'd never think about the fact that she drives to pick me up so that we can go out for dinner. She lives in Langley. I live in Coquitlam. That's kind of, it's nowhere, you know, it's quite far. Um, and, and she just, that's just the pattern. I don't really think about it that much. Occasionally I'll take the bus out somewhere closer to her, but you know, it's just our pattern and it's okay. And I know she knows that I can take the bus and I can do things. I don't know. So I, but with somebody new, I would never, I'd just be like, Oh, I can, I can bus out there to meet you at the restaurant or I can figure that, you know, I I just don't want to put people out. I've, I've, I've take I've made I've made efforts to be more intentional about doing that because precisely because I know that I have this desire to prove myself. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have an impression that someone is just overall a helpful person, um, 
I kind of try and fight my instincts and I will um, remind myself that I don't have to necessarily fight to prove how much I can do. Um, but it's a, it's a hard one. Um, and it's a hard fight to have because my instincts are always screaming at me to do the opposite. So, yeah. Well, and there's a consequence too. I have been in a situation where I have really tried to show my independence and that I don't need help so well. I do such a good job of being independent around new people that they actually don't even think to offer help in ways that actually would be helpful. (laughs) So, you know, and then I'm struggling in ways that maybe I don't, I wouldn't need to be because they're just like, oh, well, she could do everything all the time. So I don't need to even think about it. Yeah. I feel like sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot because Mm -hmm. like then people don't know that line. Right. Of like, yes, of where that is. So like, it's a hard one because we also. And like with everything else, I think it's there, there's a, there's a sweet spot somewhere and it, differs from friendship to friendship which is what makes it even harder because yeah it's trying not to manage stable. multiple friendships at the same time a one-size-fits-all yeah. approach would be nice but human relationships i don't think are ever that simple and so i think that's what makes it harder but i think it is like you know i i, I think it's something that we could probably all think more deeply about and investigate because yeah i think trying too hard you know, like like you said, Sean, does lead to instances where people just kind of assume you can do everything or they get the impression that if they try and offer help, you're just going to slap them away. And that's not that's not mm-hmm. helpful either. Well, and it may it means then I do have to be the one to say, oh, can I get some help with this? Which yeah. is hard for me. Exactly. And-, and which makes it awkward for us because now, we're like, oh, now I have to ask for help. And it's like, yeah. well. You know, uh, and sometimes yeah. you kind of realize, yeah. oh, but I dug my own grave because mm-hmm. you know, exactly. like, yeah. I, I proved myself kinda... so well that now they're not going to offer it unless I ask for it. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> like, what do I do with that? What about the situation where, okay, you've you've got a new friend, but you're still it's pretty new. You know, you know they like you, you like them. Um, you haven't done a lot together yet. And you'd love to, you know, maybe you're both interested in the same thing. You both love hiking, mm-hmm. let's say, or camp. Well, no, we'll start with hiking. That's that's smaller. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, you, you have nothing to do next weekend and you're thinking, oh, I wonder if they'd like to go for a hike with me now. But going for a hike with me would mean oh, you got to yes. drive, you got a guide. It might be a little bit of uneven terrain, like depending on the hike, right? There's like a little bit, it's a little bit more complicated than just guiding down the sidewalk. Um, would you invite your friend? And if so, would you have these caveats of like, I realize you'd have to, you know, well, how would you manage that? I would invite them. I feel like I've done that with school friends that I knew. I don't know. Cause I usually like, I suss it out if they, they're, they seem kind of like cool with, you know, the blind thing and yeah. well, actually like I've done a couple things, you know, it's still pretty new. Like I, I would do it. Okay. Like, obviously I wouldn't go, you know, let's go hike the, you know, grass crawling. Right. Like, <laughs> not on the first one. But like, I would, you know, I'd be like, Hey, like, you know, want to go, you know, wherever 
I'll meet you at campus and we can, you know, go from mm. there. Cause I can always get a ride out. Like transit for me kind of sucks. So like, I'll still try to do half and half. Like, I'm not going to be like, Hey, want to go here? Okay. Come pick me up. Let's, let's right. go. Okay. Um, but I would do it. And, it. and I think that really depends person to person. If that person was so maybe a little bit uncomfortable or like depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I probably would. Okay. I've, come to a place it's taken me a long time um but i've come to a place where now i just ask um and and i do point out all the caveats you do okay <laughs> i do and i say look you know if I, I know i know you like hiking i like it too you know this is this is a very kind of off the top of my head but this is a very yeah. typical example of how i'd ask i'd say you know i i know you like to hike i do too um i love being outdoors and you know do you, would would you like to go together sometime you know i realize it would be you know, if it's especially if it's our first time, I would say something like, you know, I'd realize that, you know, I'd, I'd love it if we could go together. Um, but if you're not comfortable or if, you know, if you're worried about anything, just let me know and, you know, we'll we'll figure we'll figure it out. But that's okay. kind of I, I've, I've just gotten to the I'm so I think I'm so tired of people assuming I wouldn't be interested. Yeah, that it's much less mental gymnastics and much less mentally exhausting just to ask yeah because if they say no they say no and that's you know and i've learned to be okay with that um not entirely okay with it because it still sucks but you know it's something that i think i'd rather ask and then have Mm -hmm. them say no than not ask because i'm too scared and Mm -hmm. not you know potentially miss out on an amazing experience i think also i worry about like people not saying no i think i also sometimes like think oh they're going to think oh i you know need someone to hang out with me or need someone to take me so like another thing like i've like learned like going to clement's point is people gotta work on their own stuff if you don't say no to me that's your own fault if you can't like figure out how to say no comfortably because i you know, I'm working on that. I'm a little, I'm way better at it now. Um, if you can't do that, then I never knew you had an issue and I can't fix it. Like if someone, you know, I've had friends come up to me. Yes. Some issues, blindness related, some not like a couple months later and they go, this was bothering me or this, this was a thing. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to feel sorry for it because you never said anything Mm -hmm. about it until like, three months later. So like, I feel bad that it's bothering you, but I'm not going to apologize each, like, you know, that, like, I'm not going to feel like, Oh, I should have known. I should have known because you have to speak up. Like that's also like, you know, we also have to give people a little bit more credit that they will say, no, they also need to, to, to do that. Hi there listeners. I just wanted to interrupt to tell you how much we appreciate you but we really want to get our message out there to as many people as possible. So if you are enjoying this podcast, please help us by sharing, liking, subscribing, leave us a rating. And we are so grateful to you for listening each week. And now back to this episode. Well, I'm, I'm also realizing, I mean, I like, I want to have adventures. I like new experiences. I don't want to be pigeonholed into coffee or lunch. Right. Like that's what we do together is we go for coffee or we go for dinner. I want to do fun, exciting things. And I guess maybe if I ask and they say no, because they're not up for it, either they're not into that activity 
or they're not into attempting that activity with me because of my blindness. Either way, I'm not going to have adventures with that person. So maybe, you know, and if I want friends who are willing to have adventures with me, then this is sort of a screening tactic, right? I never thought about it that way until just yeah. now. But yeah, like you kind of like know, you learn yeah. who your people are that way too, because we were talking about that. Yeah. This this is interesting because I, I do actually have one friend, like him and his wife go hiking every Saturday. Um, and they are, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't like describe them for like professional hikers, but they hike, mm-hmm. um, on a regular basis. And, you know, I, I have, you know, they, they have been, they've been very honest with me from day one in, in the sense of whenever I asked, you know, I, I asked them and I said, oh yeah, you know, maybe we look into it. Um, and it doesn't happen because they are, they have concerns and, right, right. and, and, you know, to, to a certain extent, they're not you know, the, the legitimate ones, because they, they do things like hike the chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't hike, you know, it's not like Deep Cove or the Coquitlam Crunch, which are, you know, really more and more like simple, simpler hikes. Mm-hmm. Um, when they go hike, they go on all day hikes. Mm-hmm. Right? But that would still bother me. I don't and, know why. <laughs> well, I mean, and it bothered me at the beginning, but I realized that, but they, whenever they have gone on simpler trips, they have invited me. Maybe my, my pride, my pride doesn't like it. Yeah, of course. But the fact is, I have a great friendship with both of them. They invite me over to their place for dinner and for things routinely. Um, and whenever they do um, trips that are more manageable, I am invited. So I, I think I've learned to parse out people who just don't think I can versus people who would like to, but mm. are still trying to work through concerns because we don't go often enough for them to be comfortable and they've never seen me you should show them do the grind blind send them well i have i have and (laughs) okay and and the thing for for you know experienced hikers the grind is straight Eh. it's straight up and no it it is it's Yes, but I mean, I've done part of the chief. It's yeah. the same amount of hardness. Yeah, yeah. it's um, just longer or, or yeah. different. They, but, they've seen yeah. they've seen the grind, and you know they they sorry they they actually I did send it to them, and you know it was something like you know well we trained for it, we got ready for it. Mm, yeah. Um, so can you do it off the cuff? Well, I could. Yeah, now you but they've can. never but they've never seen me do it off the cuff. Right. Right. And yeah. so I, I think I've just learned to sit, you know, when, whenever I ask, maybe I just have learned to develop a bit more faith in people um, over time because not everybody says no because they're being a jerk. Um, I don't think they're or, being a jerk. Or, I just or think because, but, but they're, they're, they're kind of either. Okay. There's two things here, I think. Either they they don't think you can do the more complicated hikes mm-hmm. or they just don't want to it, like it it would be extra work for them to guide you when it's in a more complicated hike and they that would make the experience not as enjoyable for them if they had to do that. That's how I would interpret that. I, it's not yeah, that they don't, don't like not that they don't like you, just you know, that's their their assumption. Yeah, and, and like so, more but, manageable, meaning like, oh, but, you're fine, we're fine, and I, uh-huh. I would have, yeah. But yeah. my my point being that I think I've just learned to accept it and mm-hmm. appreciate their friendship for what it is, because everything yeah. else aside from that, right, is amazing. I get it. 
I and get so, it. Yeah. So in, in those in those cases, okay, you know, maybe I won't go on hikes with a, with them in particular, but I have other friends who like the outdoors mm-hmm. as well. So yeah. I think it's just I, I think it's a case of not putting all your eggs in one basket. Um, yeah, I think in friendship anyways, I have some friends that are into the big adventures and yeah. other friends that aren't. And it doesn't yeah, mean exactly. I like the friends that aren't less. Exactly. I just it's just a. You figure out, okay, this is a yeah. friend that I do these kinds of activities with, and this is a yeah. friend that I do these, yeah. and yeah. But I think for me, like I and like every blind person is going to, you know, have their own comfort level, and I think that it's great that we can like actually have this discussion and acknowledge that because just like I'm using hiking as an example, I don't like hiking; it's not my thing. I've done it, um, but like I wouldn't be able to do it off the cuff, so I probably wouldn't even ask or want to, to be honest. But let's say if I did, and they you know, my, one of my friends said that, I don't know. For me, I don't think I could be friends with that person. That That's just me though, because for me, that would eat me up inside about like, I can and can't and if I'm going to fall or whatever. But I think it's so important to like acknowledge the fact that it's not, not like that for everybody. Um, and like, you know, some people you can like, uh, so, I think I can, I would still be friends with that person. It would make me a little bit sad maybe if i yeah. felt yeah. that they didn't think i was capable or or worth the work to want me to do the thing with them i guess mm-hmm. yeah i but, yeah that's true i would probably still be their friend but it would kind of maybe sprinkle doubt in all other things you know what i mean like i would probably that's kind of back to like proving yourself like i feel like i'd have to do it more yeah it is it's ableist right but then i have my own internalized ableism too so yes, I, I, we, do. I, we can't get too upset at people for <laughs> having being ableist at times and thinking you know well and it's maybe maybe it's not even ableist maybe it's just like it is harder it is harder for us to do a really technical hike and to guide somebody through a really technical hike yeah, would but we take concentration bring, bring unless, unless you're yeah. unless you're seasoned right like so yeah you know if you if you know you know for those of you who know blind beginnings we know keisha hikes all the time mm-hmm. right but that's yeah. because she routinely does it exactly yeah, yeah. but it's, she also yeah. has friends who yes. are there with her yeah if she you know i mean i i know she independently is hiking yeah and but they believe you know they're not scared that she's no. gonna hurt herself but, or but that's what i'm yeah sorry i think that's what i was getting at is that if you do it enough with the same group of people i do think it gets easier yeah as opposed to you know if you only go once every few months well you first of all that's not enough time for you to train in learning how to hike regularly yeah, um, yeah. and second that's not a, a lot of chances for people to see what you can actually do. Yeah. Right? And I think, and I think like, that's what yeah, makes it harder. More than um, like a few months as well as like inviting maybe it's not the hardest one, but okay, let's do maybe like a mid-sized one. So like you can see what I like, you know, so it's kind of like, okay, we're still, we're still showing the thing. Um, so like, you know, we can do it, but making well, them. Yeah. Also though, I'm, I'm thinking like, are we, is the focus the hiking or is the focus the friendship? So yeah. actually, if I was on a really technical hike with a friend and they had to spend the whole time giving me directions 
of where to put my foot here or where to grab on there or, you know, or I was feeling really kind of nervous the whole time because it was technical. Would I actually have any opportunity to chat to that person and build our friendship? No. Right. right? So I guess there's that too. Like it really depends. And that falls into the bigger question of why I said, you know, that's why I'd still be friends with these people. That's, and Mm -hmm. I am still friends with these people because yeah. My priority is not whether they think I can hike or yeah. do certain things. My my priority is how well we get along and how well yeah. we share our lives together. And in that aspect, we do that very, very well. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll they'll tell me about the hikes. You know, when we go when we have dinner or whatever and, they, and they're looking at pictures, they do a great job of describing things and telling me what happened or telling me funny stories, which, you know, I, yeah, OK, I didn't get to go on the hike, but it's a nice way to kind of live vicariously mm. i guess would be the word okay. um, because i get to i get because i know the people they hike with and so when people do stupid things we get to laugh about it you know together and to me that is worth keeping mm-hmm. even if i don't physically get invited to those kinds of events and it's the same thing with um any other event not just hiking yeah a thing like the guy like tell you know, wow, some of my sighted friends, like, you know, the more I get comfortable with them, I'm like, always, always invite me to something. Even if it's, okay, we're going to go watch, let's give, paint, let's paint give, nice. Yeah, or like, like <laughs> fireworks or something. Don't assume. Oh, I totally go to fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, right. Like, don't like assume beforehand, okay, like, we're not going to invite Ginny. Yes. Or like, don't. You know, she wouldn't assume, like it. It's going to be too visual. Yeah. Yeah. Or we would have to do this stuff. Always ask, just as I always, you know, if we want them to give, you know, if we want to believe their no's and yeses as for what they are, they have to also give us that, you know, that reciprocal Mm. thing of like, always ask. If you would ask a sighted friend, yeah, ask me always, always. And I get it. Okay. That extra work, but then ask me the questions. I don't know. Right. It bothers me a little bit more and I don't know why. Maybe that's something I have to figure out. Well, it's wanting to be included, I think. Yeah. I, I think we all want to be included. But um, I have had people, I have had friends say, would you ever be interested in doing an escape room or something like that? Right. Like thinking, yeah. thinking that maybe this thing would be really visual. And I, if I'm not sure, like if I've, you know, before I had done a, an escape room, I was like, Um, I don't, I don't know if I would get much out of that, but I'm totally up for trying it. Turns out I was able to be helpful because I have a brain. (laughs) brain. But yeah, there's a lot of thinking involved and what about this? And yeah. Uh, and it was fun. So, you know, I think people, yeah, rather than make an assumption, it doesn't have to be, oh, we're going here next weekend. Do you want to come? But it could be, oh, have you ever have you ever gone skiing? Yeah. Um, would you want to come skiing uh-huh. with me if if I go next yeah. winter? You know, like you can sort of make it a hypothetical to kind of feel it out and find yeah. out whether we're interested in that thing or whether mm-hmm. or For how sure. we do that thing. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that kind of leads me to my next question. So, I mean, a hike I thought was sort of a neutral-ish, a little bit of help required, yeah. not too much, but yeah. what about something like, I want to go to Italy <laughs> and I'm what? looking for a friend to go with, or I want to, I mean, we could scale it back to like a road trip or even skiing, um, cross-country skiing. Yeah. I love, and I, you know, once I'm in the tracks, I don't actually need a lot of help, Yeah, but it's sort of like, 
like hiking, I'd, I'd still need someone to get me to the mountain and find me the tracks and, you know, go behind me and maybe tell me if a big hill is coming or, you know, whatever the, sometimes the tracks get washed away. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> but yeah, the bigger things that are going to require more guiding, more describing, more explaining. Have you ever asked a sighted person for the big stuff? I think for me, uh, because I'm not a sporty girl, girl, um, I'm a little bit safe in that way. Thank goodness. Um, but, but I think what about traveling though? Yeah, I was just about to say, but in terms of like traveling and stuff, like, yeah, like I want to do those things because I want to travel. Um, I wish I could travel more on my own. Um, right now that's not feasible. I know that there's, uh, you know, blind people who do that for me where I am in my <laughs> skills, probably not doable, but I think if it's like traveling, like, so, okay. You know how we're talking about like the perks, like the whole, like, okay, book for free, like ticket for free. If they are doing more of the guiding and describing, okay, maybe I would, you know, say, okay, we can get, you know, a discount, you, on a the discount. Or- but I have to also be like reciprocal. Like, are you going to be the one always finding the gates and everything? Are you not going to think that I can grab on? Because, you know, on the career belt, you can just lean over and feel your bags. People think that's weird when I do it. But like, like, trust me enough that I can also like carry heavy bags, and things like that. Right. Um, Like I had someone like specifically travel with me to be my guide. And I was OK with it because we set out that was what she was there to do. And I was OK with that. Like I've had mm. that twice. And yeah, we're like, it's more fun when they're your friend because it's like, oh, they get to go on this free trip. So it's like they get comped and I'm OK with that. Like as long as there's some like, you know, way that it's a little bit more fair I'm okay with that. But that's a little bit. So I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is like, let's say I want to go to Seattle for the weekend with friends and uh, I, I know they're going to end up guiding me like and describing things to me and helping me at various points throughout the weekend, not constantly. And, you know, but it's a new environment that I've never been to. So I don't think I would invite, I don't think I would invite somebody if it was blind friends, I would, cause we'd bumble our way around together and figure it out. And I wouldn't feel that imbalance. Yeah. But I think when I know that I am going to require some help, it's out of my normal circumstances. I'm not able to be as independent because I don't know the landscape. I have a hard time initiating in that situation. Cause I feel like, mm. Yeah. I, I'm asking them to be my guide as well as be my friend. And I think that, it depends on the friend too, right? Like, let's say if that was your friend from 20 years, like yeah. the friend that you ever, would that be different? You think? Um, I don't know. I've never done it. So maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's yeah. still a bit of a, like, I don't want to take you for granted. I don't want to assume mm-hmm. all of these things. So I wait to be invited along on someone else's weekend to Seattle, which also doesn't happen. <laughs> so. See, I'm a little bit more like I would do it. I don't know. I think I would like if it's like, but I think like I also like if if you have a problem, you got to tell me. I don't know. Uh, like I because I want to do those things. And like, I mean, I'm in my 20s. So like, yeah, sometimes I will be like, hey, do you want to go, you know, for a weekend away? Like, what do you guys want to do that? Like, I think it's also I don't know. I'm more always asking it like a friend way. I don't know. 
I don't yeah, know. That's, that's it would be a friend way. I mean, it, that's totally the invite. It wouldn't be like, hey, I really want to oh, go yeah. to Seattle. Yeah. Will you take me? Because if I was <laughs> if I was doing that, I'd just pay them to take me as my guide or something. But that isn't the same. That's not the experience I no, want. No, right? I know. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I just always assume that they're good enough because, like, I do a bunch of other things with them first. Like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. suggest a Seattle to trip like or whatever to a new friend right no like they have to be like a really good friend for me to be like let's go traveling what about you clement um i kind of approach this the same way i approach the small scale stuff so i take risks and i ask and if they say no or if they say we'll think about it and we'll plan it you know i'll i'll kind of take that take it on good faith but i mean in in general yeah for sure i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't be comfortable asking somebody who I'd only recently met to go yeah. on a road trip or to go on even an, even an all day right. thing. Um, I think it would be weird for me, you know, but I have had friends, you know, who, who I would ask um, like one of my friends, he um, speaking of travel, um, he does road trips on like a monthly basis and he blogs about them. Uh, shameless plug, by the way, he does amazing descriptions of the scenery he finds. Um, so, you know, and I've, I've asked him, you know, I said, Hey, you, you know, you think we could ever do like a road trip together? Cause it'd be, I think it'd be fun. Cause I love the outdoors and I love, I love going on road trips. And he said, yeah, you know, you can think about that sometime, but you know, he's busy with work and he has his own trips and it just hasn't landed yet. Um, mm. but he's not opposed to the idea. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I tend to be, I would say I tend to ask as well, but I would be very selective about who I asked. Okay. Um, for- do you think there's a male female difference in friendships and in in general when one is well i think when one is blind and one is sighted is there because i mean it seems like you're more confident than Ginny and i in taking risks with with friends and in making requests and i, I don't know do we I, do you think it's a male female thing or is it a just personality thing i i i would chalk it up more to personality because all of the things that you guys are talking about, all the thoughts that run through your head, run through my head as well. Um, and I, I, I feel those same things. I have the same emotions or similar ones anyway. Um, I think I'm just generally more of a risk taker um, in the sense that, you know, I, yeah, I, I feel the same way, but regardless of what my feelings are, if I want to do it, I'll try it. And if I get hurt, well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll deal with it later. Um, hmm. And I'm not, I'm not sure. If, I'm not sure if that's a male or female. I don't, I don't think so because I have other male friends who are blind, who are less confident. Um, and I have other female friends who are more confident than I am. So I'm not sure about that, but I do, I do think one thing it does impact is I think that talking to my female friends about these vulnerabilities, my female sighted friends is much more natural to me than my guy friends. Mm. Yeah. Um, which I is think, why most yeah. of my sighted friends tend to be women because they tend to have these conversations more and yeah, they are guys, willing to, they're willing yeah. to listen to this word kind of guys are like, why are you thinking so much about that? Yeah. Like that stigma of like, you know, not showing emotion. Not, not even necessarily not even showing emotion. They do show emotion, just not, on the same kind of scale because they don't think mm. of this deeply but you know lately that has been starting to change and i have had more guy friends who do ask me like i've had some some of my guy friends lately just ask really really good questions i'm like dude how has no one ever asked me that before 
you know <laughs> so but do i think it makes a difference it may um but i would chalk it up more to personality than to male female it's interesting you said more of a risk taker because i definitely think i'm a risk taker in other aspects of my life mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but when it comes to friendships yeah. um Oh, I don't know. I, I think it's more like a fear of rejection or a yeah. um, like it's that you have a thick skin if they say no. Like even some of the things you're describing where somebody will say, yeah, we could think about that sometime. I would interpret that as that a no. That would bother me. I would be like, mm, yeah. yeah, that they're just be that's a nice way of saying no. And I would exactly. feel I would feel bad. And yeah, whereas it doesn't bother you, you take it for what it is. You, you I- take it literally what he said you think it might still happen you feel good i would say i would say it does bother me a little um i wouldn't say i'm completely immune to it i know i'm making it sound like that but it's definitely not the case Mm -hmm. um these these disappointments do hit me hard and they do um often but i think yeah I, i i think it's just the personality i have of this kind of not quit thing um and you know i i tend to be somebody who likes to assume the best in people um and i think that's that kind of mm. has that has a huge influence on that too and this I, and is I, nothing I about not it's 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 not assuming the best in me i think is the mm. issue yeah. like i don't i don't it's not because i think sighted friends are jerks and mm. they're probably gonna reject me it's <laughs> i don't value what i bring to the the friendship yeah i worry yes. that i'm too much work yeah i worry that they're not going to want to hang out with me because sure. they have to help me sure. so it's it's my own it's my insecurity it's nothing yeah. about other people other pe- mm-hmm. not being decent people yeah and and i i don't know because i mean yeah. i I have lots of friends. Like it's yeah. not, I don't know where that comes from. It's well, not, and it's the same with yeah. me. So, uh, you know, even, even with this friend, you know, I, I never told him this. So if he's listening to this, he's going to be surprised. But you know, when, <laughs> whenever he does say that, you know, I kind of do wonder, you know, Oh, I'm, you know, maybe he's not comfortable with the idea of spending three days alone with a blind guy right. and having to point everything out. And I, I do feel those insecurities. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, what? All, all that, all that bravado aside. Yeah, it does. It does suck. And it does. It is disappointing. Um, and I, I don't, I kind of force myself to get over it, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it still, it does hurt and it does, it does suck, especially when you try again and again and again mm-hmm. and it doesn't yeah. work. Right. That is the difference. I guess you're yes. trying yeah. and you are facing the, sometimes the disappointment. And I think I'm, um, and maybe G- I don't want to speak for you, Ginny, but I think we're, I'm, I'm trying, le- like, I'm not putting, I'm, I'm not taking the risks so that I, I, in a, in a way to protect myself so that mm. I don't have to feel that disappointment, but mm. I'm still missing out. So mm-hmm. either both kind of have their downfalls for different reasons, right? They do. And I think, I think that's why I've, I've always said this here and in other places that there's, there is a sweet spot, mm-hmm. you know, there, there is, there is a time to try and there is a time to say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to bother because. I know what's going to happen if I do. Yeah. It does have to do with finding that sweet spot. Um, yeah. And that's going to look different de- from depending on who you are, you know, who you are, how stubborn you are. I've been told I've been, I've been told I'm very, very stubborn. And I think that helps a lot. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I think it also depends. Like, I think like, I don't think, you know, this is a conversation about extrovert versus introvert. Cause we all, you know, all three of us like you know want friends but i think it also depends on like 
I don't know. Like with you, Clement, I find like um, maybe it's because you are maybe involved more. But so is Sean then in like different communities, um, just because like you know your church community, etc. But then again, Sean is too. Like you know, yeah. Blind. But I'm extroverted around blind people and introverted around sighted people until I know them. Like there's, I, I yeah. Yeah, I think it's once I'm comfortable, I'm more extroverted, more outgoing, more confident, all the things. I have to know you like me first. I have to yeah. know you're you want to be my friend and then I can be all in. Yeah, I remember when I first started going to the Japanese church that I attend now and everybody was like, wow, you're so quiet and you're so mature. And I'm like, <laughs> that's just because I don't know if you Not like me yet. comfortable yet. yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I would say. I don't know what it is. That's why that's I, I chalk it down to a personality thing because yeah. there's and really there's a myriad of reasons. Um, for some people, it might be personality. For some people, maybe they've had more of one kind of experience, whether that's positive or negative than the other. Mm-hmm, right. That tends to have an influence as well. If you have mostly positive experiences, well, you're going to find it easier to cruise along and you know easier to what's the word mm-hmm. I'm looking for? take risks i think social risks yeah yeah as as opposed if you've been if you've been rejected 10 times out of 10 you're gonna be less likely to try yeah yeah Um, yeah i I was telling i was telling a friend you know a couple days ago i i have been very very fortunate not nothing to my own credit or very little to my own credit i have just been very fortunate to be blessed with the people who i have been blessed with um, and unfortunately, as much as I wish that was the case, it doesn't line up like that for other people. And I think that's a huge credit to my friends. I think that's a huge reason why I still like to try because I've seen enough good results. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think and- it's that combined with my, you know, the, the, again, that, I, that tendency to like to try and not quit, I think. We have absorbed an entire hour again <laughs> talking about this. Let's wrap up with uh, just any things that sighted friends have done that have made things easier. Like Clement, you're talking about you've had some good mm. positive experiences. Like what what does that look like? I guess if 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 folks are listening who are friends with somebody who's blind or thinking about you know, on the verge of becoming friends or have the potential to be like, what, what could they do that would make this work well for us, for everybody? Just ask questions. I, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a lot of sighted friends who are very inquisitive and they're not like the surface level, you know, how do you get from point A to point B kind of questions either. There's a lot of things. Yeah. Like I can't think of anything off the top of my head at the moment, but they're just really deep, profound questions about how I see the world and the way I think about things, you know, and they'll, you know, they'll say things like, you know, how, how do you think your blindness influences the way you see certain things? And I'll be like, I've never thought of that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I de- that desire for dialogue and to learn, um, because I innately have that as well. I think that's made a huge difference to me. Um, okay. All of my best friendships are the ones where people are just, unhesitatingly open to asking questions anytime they don't know how to do something or what to say or what i might think 
they just ask. And that applies to blindness. That applies to anything, really. Mm. Um, it's just that willing to have conversations and talk these things through as opposed to kind of walking on eggshells around things that people find uncomfortable. I like that. Yeah, me too. I think I don't want it all to be about my blindness, but definitely when there is a situation where you're not sure, should I do this or not do this? Should I, you know, do you want help or not? Can I, how can I help you? Those kinds of questions. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd rather they asked than not than made assumptions. Um, but I want, I like it when friends also just can like drop the blind thing yep. and see beyond it to yep, absolutely me, right so when we have a common interest that isn't about blindness and they're not just yeah let's just ask me about other things in my life and yeah and tell me about your you know and and when we can do things together that sure. are fun and blindness isn't like the focus sure I, I totally agree with that actually can i can i share one example of how that worked yeah um uh, one of my friends uh, got into a car accident last month, and so his car was totaled, and now he has to get a new one. And so a few of us were kind of talking about cars and car shopping, and I happened to mention that, you know, I liked cars. And, you know, to a, a, to your average kind of sighted people, yeah, that's, that's a weird <laughs> – it's like, why would, you, why would you care about car shopping, you know? Like, mm -hmm. um, and – but that is one of the things that I do like. I know I know major car brands. I know a lot of the things that kind of people look at when they're considering buying a car. And so I was able to have this conversation. And I was talking about a dream car, you know, that I would get if I could. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of my friends, he just up and asked me, he's like, how do you determine what kind of car you like? Mm-hmm. Because you can't see it. And it wasn't awkward. It wasn't, you know, yeah. he wasn't like, wow, you're blind. Why would you even want a car in the first place? He just straight, he skipped that part. And he said, what, like, how do you know? Yeah. You know, and that, that to me was just a really, that was a really, ins you know, it was, it was, it was an insightful question. And it was just something that I found very refreshing because most blind people wouldn't even get, mo sorry, most sighted people wouldn't even get that far. Yeah. They'd be you know, stuck, they'd be on, stuck why on, why would you care Why would a cars? blind person want a car yeah. Yeah. for 10 minutes? And then I'd have to explain it to them and that, you know, yes. stuff like that. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, exactly. but he just asked me, he just said, you know, what kind of car? And then I explained it to him. He's like, okay, uh, I think you have really bad taste in cars, but I can see you. I can see why you would want it. And I was like, <laughs> okay, you know, but it was just, it was such a normal thing to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, it didn't cross their minds for it to be weird. Like, why would Clement want a car? That was not something that. Yeah they thought mm -hmm. about and i i re just really appreciated that moment because mm -hmm. you know whenever we talk about visual things like that study people get hung up on it forever yeah. so things like yeah. that i think you know that kind of just again open-minded about asking questions and genuinely wanting to learn not just about how we do things as a blind as blind people but also how we see the world how we think about certain things um, even if, you know, they might be things that they don't necessarily associate with blind people. What about you, Ginny? What, what do you have any positive stories you want to share or just advice yeah. for sighted folks? I'll start with the positive stories. So, um, <clears throat> a friend and I, we always walked out of class together. At first it probably started out with, you know, helping, but again, it was one of those, we just like to, we like to chit chat about class after you know, people walk out of the room together. It's a thing. Um, and so we were doing that. 
And a professor, you know, said to her, oh, thank you so much, so-and-so, for doing that, for, for walking with Ginny. <sighs> and, like, my friend actually said, um, no, we, we're, we're friends. Like, we're, yeah. we're, we're friends. Which I usually have to say. It's yeah. like someone else, like, kind of taking that on, I think. That's cool. Was was cool. Um, I really like that. Or like friends when I say like, oh no, I'm good. They say, okay. It kind of takes me a second. Cause I'm like, wait, sorry. Like, you're not going to ask any follow-up questions. You're not going to try to help. But it kind of <laughs> feels good. It feels good, but it feels wrong, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, in situations like that, like I just, it, it just solidifies things for me. In yeah. terms of advice, I would say, like Clement said, ask questions and everything but also like i don't want to let's not believe us but take our answers and and go with them because like you know i've had friends kind of like counter which which is fine because you know you want to have that discussion but ask us rather you know ask us but we are the ones with the lived experience um and I'm not saying like we know better than you. Um, I mean, maybe <laughs> we kind of do in, you know, like how we experience things. But like I've, you know, I've had, yeah, you know, I was complaining to a friend about like how sometimes like, you know, when I want to do first aid or CPR, there's concerns about like, you know, oh, like you can't actually get certified, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. And I was just like complaining and she jumps in with, but also Ginny, that's a visual thing. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, why are you telling me? Don't, don't do that. Like, so what? It's a visual thing. Like, you don't think there's other ways to do it? It's like, Mm -hmm. take our answers for what they are, believe us, and don't, like, correct, correct, don't correct us. Like, you know, like, I've, like, you know, when I use look and see, like, even if I explain it to a friend, which again, ask questions, ask why we use those words, but don't say, but it does mean seeing someone don't counter it. Like, I don't know if that really bothers me. Right. Like when my friends like don't believe what I have to say. Part that three? kind of, that kind <laughs> part three. No, <laughs> I don't know if there's a part three. I think we've covered most things. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks you guys. This has been great. I've really enjoyed this conversation. And uh, hopefully our, our listeners have learned something as well. And, and other folks who are blind, I'm hoping can relate to what we've been saying. You are not alone. We're all, we're all feeling that insecurity sometimes. And I don't know if there's not a clear rule book with friendship, right? It's not like dating yeah. where you like go out a few times, see if there's a good fit and then move mm-hmm. on. Friendship is trickier. You you don't yep. know. It's not like yep. you're going to say, are we friends now? Like, how would we define yeah. this friendship? Are we like Where's level one label? friends, level three yeah. friends? <laughs> are we just Facebook friends? Like, what are we? So yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you kind of hashing this out with me. Oh, yeah, thanks. It's thank a great you. conversation. This is something I, I think about a lot and I, I mm-hmm. love being able to discuss it openly whenever I can. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You've been listening to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. If you have a question, a comment, a future topic request, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. Please share our podcast, like, subscribe, leave us a rating, and join us next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted along with their families. Music for this podcast is composed by Sean Bishop and Clement Chow. 
Production and audio editing by Rob Minot. For more information about Blind Beginnings and the work it does to support children and youth who are blind and partially sighted, along with their families, visit us on the web at www.blindbeginnings.ca. And also remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you next time.